Come on in, guys. Matt Hambage here, back for Talking Llama, welcoming Jared back this week after a week off. Jared, happy to see you again. Oh yeah, it's good to be back. Sorry everyone, you had to listen to Chris for about an hour last week, but you know, we'll we'll write the ship here. Sounds good, I love it. Uh, before we get into episode five, uh, let's just get some of your quick thoughts on last week's. Now, it was highly regarded overall by the you know fans and mass. What did you think of last week? Episode four. Uh, yeah, I thought it was, um, well, <laughs> I thought that the season was turning the corner and, um, yeah, I agree with a lot of what you guys said, uh, that it, there was a lot more time spent just kind of focused on the conversations and, um, even got the nice moment with Heather at the challenge. And it felt like we were kind of getting back to a little bit of what we all like about the show. Um, it it still to me didn't feel like we got enough from Luvu. Uh, like we got Erica, you know, like it's like, okay, yeah, we're trying to get Erica out, but I feel like we missed something there just because like we had not seen anything about her and um, like all of a sudden the urgency in trying to get her out of the game was a little weird to me, but like, yeah, we, we got to see them talk a little bit about throwing a challenge and not being able to pull it off. So that's, that's more than we've gotten in the past. So I was still okay with that. And um, yeah, I got to see a little more of the dynamics at UA. Um, and it, yeah, it, it seemed, seemed like things were starting to go the right direction and uh overall positive feelings about last week's episode. I'm sensing a big butt there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. We, <laughs> we, would, let, we would never you, do that. Any more, any more uh, questions you want to throw at me to start us off on the right foot here? Uh, I'll be happy to answer. No, I think um, yeah, I just wanted to get your take on what many thought was the best episode of the season which I still agree with after, after five, five weeks. Um, and again, I don't want to spend too much time since I was on last week, of course, just the focus on the players and their relationships and not having the conversation dominated so much by disadvantage or this potential idol or this island journey to the decision wheel or whatever, whatever it's called. Does that even have an official name? I've heard people call it Shipwheel Island, but that's just because there's a shipwheel there. Or is that what it's actually called? <laughs> I don't know. It, I mean, it I makes sense, they, but yeah. I don't think I've heard an actual name for it. No, I, kind of I don't remember hearing anything. Okay. Um, but yeah. And so last week was super strong. Just let the character shine. And this week was kind of more of the same with one big caveat, which I did text you during the episode. You um, did. No spoilers, but I'm shaking with rage at Survivor right now. Accurate in the moment. 
I will say it's come down a touch, but still the thing that I was texting you about is still very stupid, very bad. Do you want, do you, you want to know for sure what that was or do you want to wait till we get there? Uh, we can, we can wait. We can, okay. wait. it'll be very obvious when you get there. Um, so we start off um, with, with Ua and we start off actually with a pretty strong kind of pre or early episode segment here. Uh, first they're celebrating day 10. That was something we've never seen before. Granted it's nearly halfway over in the game now. Um, but it was kind of weird just seeing three people. So ecstatic to make it to day 10. Yeah. Uh, who it, was it? Yeah. Jeannie. I think Jeannie mentioned it. it and I don't know, maybe Shannon Ricard is like, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Just, you know, you're not going to bring someone down on something. So, unimportant but it was just kind of funny seeing someone celebrate well what should given, be like a quarter of the de- of the of the game yeah given where uh she stood on the tribe at the time too after that <laughs> tribal council like uh maybe you need to come up with fake things to celebrate that's fair very fair yeah and so after um shannon ricard Sadi with genie voted out jd genie is now feeling pretty confident and Again, it's the edit. They can show us what they want to show us, but she seemed a little too comfortable <laughs> for the situation she was in. Yes, the three of them are close. And yes, if they were to not go to tribal again until a merger or swap, they very well may have stayed together. But she she has to know, which clearly she didn't know, if they go to tribal again, she's on the bottom. But she, yeah. she just didn't seem to to notice that or like fully get it through her head. I guess I, uh, I mean, maybe it was just like happiness in the moment that was kind of like, yeah, I I don't know. I I don't remember getting that feeling from her that she was just like, Oh, I'm set for the, you know, the rest of the game or at least until the merge. But uh yeah, I mean they were they were all feeling pretty good, and uh, I feel yeah on some level. I mean she, uh, <clears throat> I guess you put it in a good way. It's like I feel like she had to know on some level that it's like okay, this is this is one vote, and if we go back, like someone has to leave. Right. So I don't know how we can all be feeling good, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, definitely not the most in touch player on the season. No, I, I like Jeannie a lot. I just, I think game wise, she was a little overmatched just overall, but she seemed super nice, like a great, great person. Just maybe the strategy cutthroat that you might need was a little over her head there, but um, good character either way. And um, both sides are kind of on display next. So she, Tells Shannon Ricard she's gonna go look for Brad's beware idol, um, the the three-way idol. And knowing he was voted out with it, they can only assume it was rehidden, and that's exactly what it was. I know people were speculating what was gonna happen if someone got voted out with that before the idols were activated, and it was what everyone expected. It just kind of keeps rolling, someone's gotta refind it, and then it just starts for that tribes again. She does find it, and then instead of taking it for herself. She brings Shannon Ricard to the spot so they can discuss as a group what to do with it. What do you think of this? Just another tactical blunder on 
genie's part. I mean, if you, well, this could be evidence that she really was feeling overconfident that, that like, we're all in this together. Like I'm not in any trouble, but if you know you're in trouble and you find that like, no one can know that you have it. Yeah. I think if I'm in genie's spot, there's, there's no reason not to take it because again, again, though, this goes back to recognizing that she's in spot three of three where if she takes that that advantage knowing it's the idol either she gets an idol and she's safe the next vote or she doesn't have a vote where it'd be two zero instead of two one now maybe she thought she'd be able to sway somebody um i just think given her spot in the game or position in the game that it'd be it's it'd be very tough to not take it at that moment yeah unless unless she wanted one of them to take it and not have their vote and open up a lane for her. But I don't, I don't know that. She, I don't think she was thinking that far ahead. I don't, I don't think nothing she had done up to that point would signal that she would think that way strategically. Yeah. Someone maybe, like Shan or Ricard or, you know, Deshaun or JD even maybe could have gone that route, but I don't, I don't think she had it. That is just another possibility that I heard saw thrown out there. Well, yeah, and that could have, I mean, eventually maybe she could have gotten there and a player like Shan or Ricard, like maybe they'd get there a little faster. But like, I think if you if you find it, you can just hold on to it for like a few hours and think about what you want to do and then tell them about it. Like, you don't have to just scream immediately that you found it because like maybe maybe you think of something that's best for your game. Like a, a little while you, you just spend the day kind of thinking it over. And eventually you get to a couple strategies where, yeah, it would be good for the other two on the tribe to know about this, but you don't just have to <laughs> throw it out there the second that you find it. Like, let's, let's just sit on this for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a tough situation, especially not knowing exactly where her mind was at and where, she stood, you know, I mean, as we saw from Shan throughout the episode, Jeannie very well may have thought she was Shan's number one. And it was those two against Ricard. I mean, the Shan's social game and, you know, emotional intelligence, empathy, whatever, whatever word you want to use to describe how she builds relationships. She's perfect at it from what we see, basically. So who knows what, how, how Jeannie might've been feeling there, but Shan right away. She she does her thing, gets both of them to to leave the advantage there. But there's no there's no such thing as a selfless move in Survivor, as we've said before, and I'm sure we'll say again, whether this season or a future one. Shan did that because she wanted it for herself, but she didn't want Jeannie to know she was having it. So Jeannie goes out for a swim. She and Ricard are talking. They don't necessarily fully trust Jeannie still, so they. One thinks she may, maybe has or will sneak back to the to the beware idol and, and take it for herself. And two, they kind of she kind of wants it for herself. And um, so she and Ricard go back, and Shan takes it, taking ownership of it for herself, losing her vote temporarily. Um, and then they they didn't show, I don't think, but they talked about putting a fake idol in there. If so, if Jeannie were to go back, because so so what they did, Shan opened it, which gave her ownership. But then they left it in that spot, and I'm assuming they put something in there. 
Um, because if Junior did go back and found it empty, that would clearly signify that something had gone wrong. I just didn't see them do it, but I think it's safe to assume they did. Um, so then this gets into some of the more interesting dynamics now and down the line. Since for the time being, Shan can't vote, she gives her extra vote to Ricard so that if they go to tribal and Shan can't vote, Ricard can just use both votes to vote out Genie. This takes a huge amount of trust on Shan's part in Ricard to give him that so early. Cause I don't, I don't think she has to give him, give it to him now because she already had the, the no vote against her. So she could have waited until they lost to give it to him. I don't know if she wanted to maybe just sow that trust right away since he knew about it, but yeah, but now you're giving Ricard a perfect Avenue to vote you out if you wanted to. Uh, yeah. I mean, I hate the idea of giving away the extra vote when your tribe is that small too. Um, but really like if Jeannie thought that she and Shan were together, then like maybe Shan thought that that was like a safety net where like, even if, well, no, she doesn't have a vote then. So there's just going to be three votes if, yeah, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I think if she could have swung it, I think she should have waited one to see if what happened happened where the idols are activated because they're activated. She doesn't need to give up her vote. And then two, see if they even lose the immunity challenge. Because if either one or in this, in, or if either one or both of those things happen, there's no need for her to give up that vote even for a day or an hour or whatever it ends up being. Um, in to what we didn't see though is if Ricard maybe mentioned it at some point, like, hey, why don't you give me the extra vote? And this kind of harkens then ahead to what they the conversation they have later on is in Shan's spot, it's hard to say no to that. I think you can push back a little bit, like if she said, Well, why don't we see if we lose the challenge first, something like that? Then if he still asks for it, you kind of have to give it to him. But I think that's yeah. that could maybe maybe be one of Shan's very few, you know, minor misplays, which ended up not hurting her. Um, but if she could have held on to it until she knew she had to give it up, I think that would have been ideal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get it. I mean, it just goes back to the whole point about Jeannie sharing this information. Like, if I'm against that, I'm just gonna be against Shan sharing, you know, her advantages too. But um obviously a different caliber of player so uh we'll we'll see long term you know if a lot of these decisions about trusting people and getting them bringing them in on your side pay off for her in the end yep and then this next part this was one of my favorite parts of the episode in terms of just like game mechanics and maneuvers um so shan has the idol but to activate it she needs to say her phrase it's hard to do that with Jeannie thinking they left the idol untouched. So Ricard, knowing that they saw the paper or conceivably with from Brad and knew what the phrase was, he approaches Jeannie and just says, hey, we want to see if the other tribes have the idol as well. We're going to have Shan just say the phrase at the challenge and see what they respond with, which I think is super smart. It, I think it feels obvious, but I think a lot of people would have missed that opportunity to kind of 
protect yourself. Um, and Jeannie just goes along right with it, thinks it's a great plan. I think she might have been smarter. Again, goes back to kind of Jeannie's personality. She's a little too trusting, maybe. She would have said, oh, it's a great idea, but why don't I say it? Like try to get per- put herself in that position. So knowing she doesn't have it, but if she says the phrase, someone else on, on Yasa and, and um, Luvu might say it just to kind of safeguard the chance that they did double cross her. But again, I don't think she's thinking in that, in that way. Well, yeah, I had a question for you too, about like the activation of the idols. Um, so it seems to me, I might've missed this in the episode, but it seems to me that if the phrase is said, it doesn't matter who says the phrase, as long as one person has physical possession like whoever has physical possession of the idol is the one so that can use it. Or this like- is one of the things that was being discussed a little bit in the last couple of days is if Jeannie had been the one to say it, would it have done anything? And I don't think we have a firm answer on that. I think the general consensus is that you have to be the one who possesses the advantage to say it, to activate it. The understanding or the general understanding is that if Jeannie had said it, it wouldn't have done anything. So it had to be Shan. Again, I don't know if that's confirmed either way, 100%, but that's, I think, where the majority of fans and critics and whoever else are at. Okay. I That's super frustrating. Like, <laughs> I that would be great to know, like, when you're watching the show. it's It goes back to a bunch of the stuff with how poorly they explain some of the, some of the mechanics. So like the, with the beware idol, when you lose your vote, it's only up until the merge and then it just becomes dead. So that was on the note, but they never showed anyone say that on the show. So if you're not pausing, you know, whether the replay or the live TV and reading the note yourself, you can pause TV. If you're rich enough, you have fancy TV. I I can't, but if you have, yeah. Or if you watch online, actually, I don't know if you watch it. If you, I don't know, but you can rewatch it. Huh? Okay. I'll have to try that. I I haven't, I haven't had like real cable in a long time, so I don't know exactly how that works. I know you can. (laughs) Yeah. They, Um, uh, they expect too much of us as viewers, but exactly. Like there are people who are absolutely going to do that just regardless. Cause that's just how they watch the show. That's how they enjoy it. But the average fan especially if they're trying to bring in new viewers, there's no way some first time watcher is going to say, let me pause this, this screen and read this long note. Cause maybe I missed something important. They didn't just tell us if it's important, you should tell the audience or zoom in on the note at the very least, give them a reason to say, Hey, read this right now. And for a lot of the stuff they just, there's not doing that. And it's super frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm complaining now that I didn't have that information when I was watching the show, but it's like at the same time, if you threw any more information at me, my head might explode. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a tough it's a tough um, pill to balance there. Like you want to give the audience and fans enough info to follow along with what's happening and so that they're not confused by certain decisions or when an idol is activated or when it's not activated. Yeah. But you don't want to overwhelm them with, you know, a, a legal contract level of 
of detail. They're not, they're not really finding the right balance on how some of the stuff is working. No, no. All right. So we'll head over to Luvu. Sydney goes spearfishing. That's it. That, that was like her only th- things episode. So we, we can't go an episode without mentioning Sydney. She goes spearfishing, dominated it. Moving on. Deshaun and Danny once again um, discuss the idea of throwing the next challenge. And they even talked to Nasir about it. And knowing what happens in the future, Nasir's reaction here makes a little more sense. Would you say? Because at this point, uh, he because we I guess we don't know the exact timing. It's possible he had the idol at this point. So at that exact moment in time, he had no vote. So he wouldn't want to go to tribal necessarily. Yeah, yeah, that definitely makes more sense now. But also, I, also, I don't think Nasir would want to throw the challenge anyway. But given that he ends up finding the beware or had found at that point potentially. It just gives him extra yeah. incentive not to. I, this is just, just kind of like a mild point, but I think Nasir would be one of the easier ones to sway about throwing a challenge just because like he came in really hot as far as like how hard he was playing at the beginning of the game. And this seems like the kind of like overplay that you would expect from someone like that. But uh, yeah, I, that's a good point that, if he was not sure about his idol or if his vote was up in the air, then uh, let's let's avoid having to vote. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and that's really all we get at Luvu uh, pretty much for the entire episode um, until the beginning of the immunity challenge, but pretty quiet one on their front. Um, back at Yasa, Evie and Xander are talking. Um, Evie mentions the possibility of them going to, going to the end together, which Xander seems fully on board with um but evie then tells poor us guy i mean professional yeah xander's having you have a, to yeah you gotta be better e- than that even with what's to come xander's had a rough go of it just with how the game is broken for him um and evie is just scheming she she knows xander trusts him so she's just trying to nurture that trust uh but it's she's maybe doing too good of a job of it uh because leanne and tiffany are starting to become a little wary of the Xander Evie <laughs> dynamic, thinking that maybe it's stronger than Evie's letting on. So where Evie and Leanna had been really tight up to that point, potential cracks could be starting to form. We didn't see a lot of it, but they're kind of you know laying the laying the the foundation for something to maybe happen down the road here. Yeah, at what point? I mean, you can be playing someone and like setting them up to vote them out, but like if your own alliance is skeptical of how closely you're working with someone like that's like a we're we're bordering on this is unnecessary like emotional like (laughs) manipulation that you're doing here like it just seems weird that you'd be spending so much time focusing on making him think that he's good but yeah, I think part of that could be knowing that he has the extra vote and an incoming idol eventually that he could do a lot of damage if if he's not on fully on board with with Evie that she, again, she might be overdoing it, but I think there's definite reason for her to be concerned. There, yeah, the, there's some good benefits to it. It's uh, 
kind of high risk, high reward play. You don't want to, yeah, don't want to put yourself in a position where he could just randomly cost you your spot in the game by playing one of those. Yeah, like this week. I mean, the idols get activated in a matter of moments. He's got his idol. He all of a sudden has an extra vote. If they were to lose and he's not fully on board, he's playing the idol at least, sending one of the other three home. And he can say, hey, I'm going to play two votes on on Tiffany. You know, best you can do is is a tie or you can just vote with me and send her home, something like that, where he could really wreak some havoc on their plans. Um, so I think Evie's mind is probably correct, but clearly based on Leanne and Tiffany's reaction that her execution maybe isn't exactly on point. Yeah, I'm I'm coming around on it like as we're speaking right now. Um, like being that she if she can establish herself as having the best relationship with him, like it, I was thinking more along the lines of like, oh, if he feels good, then he won't use these and we can get him out. But now I'm thinking more like, if he feels good and uses these, I won't be the one that I think it's, targets. I think it's probably both that she, she's probably thinking it gives her two avenues where he can feel comfortable and safe so they could target, target him if they wanted to, or what you just said, that if he uses, uses one or both, it's not going to come back on Evie. So I think she's, pr- I mean, she's smart. I think she, if I'm thinking this, I'm sure she's thinking it, if not more in depth that she's probably trying to cover both, both sides there. Um, but Leanne and Tiffany, while Xander and Evie are out walking or whatever, doing whatever they're doing, they decide to go through Xander's bag. I guess in general, what are your thoughts on players going through other players' bags? Any issue with it? Don't care. Would you do it? I, <laughs> I have a weird take on it. Ooh, I have I an it. issue with it. I, I really hate it. Like, I just don't like people touching my stuff in general. Okay. And okay. like, that's like, fair. don't like, don't touch my stuff. And I hate people looking through the bags, but I also hate people leaving things in their bags for people to go look through. Like it's, I hate both, <laughs> both things. Both very fair. Yeah. And, and I think, was it Tiffany or Leanna's idea to, to go through it? Do you remember who, who brought it up? Um, I feel like they both wanted to and Tiffany brought it up and Leanna was like, yes, and just like jumped up. Because it's that second person kind of is in a tough spot potentially. Because like if, if I say, hey, Jared, let's go through, through Tiffany's bag while she's gone. If you don't basically immediately say, yes, let's do it. All you're doing is potentially causing friction between us then, even if you don't want to do it or you're actually aligned with Tiffany closer than with me, puts you in a tough spot. Um, but again, like you said, Xander shouldn't just leave things in his bag in the open for people to find. Like if you're a fan of the show, you know that that's going to happen. Yeah, I I mean, I guess, yeah, the snap decision is tough, but you're, she's so set in her alliance, like... When you say she, I, are you talking about uh, Leanna or Tiffany or both? <laughs> well, both Tiffany to suggest it. And then uh, Leanna to immediately take the opportunity. Um, I don't think there's really much of a downside in her getting caught doing it by either of the other two, just because their three is really solid. And uh, it's not like anything can really come back and bite you from this. But uh, if you asked me, like if I was the second person there and they were like, Hey, 
we should go through this person's bag right now. I would, I wouldn't put up much of a fight, but I also wouldn't be the one doing it. Like I'm not, I would not suggest it and I would not yep. take part in it, but yeah, I, I think I'd be in that same position. I don't know that I would ever do it. Cause then if people find out and that just gives them more reason to go through your stuff. Um, so they find both his extra vote and his beware idol. Now I'm with all these things floating around, I'm ha- having a hard time remember remembering did they know about the extra vote they knew about the the idol uh, man well if i if i would have known i could pause my tv <laughs> i mean i could go back and and look at the uh the, well here's the thing i thought that they seemed surprised when they found the extra vote like that's that's how I'm remembering it. But they were also surprised when they read the Beware Idol note, which they'd seen before. That's true. At least Leanna had, and they t- and then she and Evie both told Tiffany about it when she couldn't get it through her head that Xander didn't have a vote or an idol. <laughs> yeah, because Tiff, yeah. I know for a fact, Ev- or um, Leanna knew about this, but she seemed like shocked. When she was like reading the how to activate it and no vote, it was like she was learning something for the first time, but she knew about it and they told Tiffany. So when they're surprised by that, it completely threw me off on whether or not they knew about the extra vote already. I I I don't think they did. Okay. Well, I was going to say I would lean that they did because I would think Evie knew about it and then they would know about it. It just seemed so much like they were learning all this brand new information. Yeah. Well, Tiffany has to relearn what's happening in the game before every tribal council. That's fair. That's a fair point. I, well, again, this is, these are points that should be more focused on like during the episode, like how, like, did, did they know about, like, I feel like knowing about like a whole Alliance knowing about someone's extra vote or idol is crucial information to the game. And we are sitting here thinking about, did we even know this? Unless they just wanted confirmation or if maybe there was information or details that they didn't know and they wanted to try to firm anything up or fill in any, any blanks. But it was, it was kind of odd. I mean, maybe they thought they were going to find more, but again, with how shocked they seem to be by these things that have been in the game for Xander since like day one, pretty much, it was just a little confusing as to what they actually knew beforehand or not. Yeah. But um, beside the point at this point, um, so soon after that, Xander decides to reveal his idol to Tiffany, but he flubbed this one. Um, t- telling her oh, ba- yeah. basically that he like just found it like that day or the day before, but then he showed her the paper, which let her see the phrases he had to say. Mm-hmm. And she's heard him say it twice or three times now. So again, I thought she knew any way that he had it, but now she's physically caught him in a lie. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> I didn't, that's really really funny that like i uh, i can't remember someone being in a situation like that where it's like you're already screwed by the information that other people know 
and then like you make it worse for yourself just by not knowing by not knowing that they knew you are also at a disadvantage like in how you're strategizing the rest of your game yeah and i I saw a great tweet i think it was um gordon holmes he was like um so from xander's point of view it was like let me gain your trust by telling you this lie (laughs) (laughs) yeah yep didn't Um, work out and, and and tiffany she i don't know if you caught this she was like giving looks to the camera that was while Xander was lying to her, which that was one of my favorite parts of the whole episode. Yes. Bold move. Absolutely bold move. It reminded me, I think I told you about this in um, the recent South Africa season, there were three people talking. And so let's just say it's you, me and Chris, and you're talking to Chris and I'm behind Chris and I'm pointing to Chris, like telling you we're going to vote him out because someone literally did that in episode one of the South Africa season that just finished. It was one of my favorite moments of any survivor ever hysterical that someone would do that. And Tiffany here, if Xander would just look up for like a half second and he sees her making this incredulous, like what the hell is this guy talking about face directly at the camera. (laughs) I loved it though. Yeah. That's the kind of energy Tiffany brings. I love it. Yeah. That was uh, that was an unexpected phenomenal moment that uh this episode brought us i i thought at some of the angles like he was behind her so it would be hard for him even if he was looking at okay. like, the back of her head to be able to tell what she was doing okay yeah i didn't pay too close attention to their exact positioning just that she because i had that exact thought for too. doing that I, yeah and just i was just enjoying it so much i didn't really think about how easily it could have been for him to to see her but I get the feeling that Tiffany didn't think about that much either. <laughs> that no, I was going to do it. Yeah. Let's hope that was the case. All right. So we get into the immunity challenge and now some stuff starts to pop off. Shan says her phrase. Xander replies with his. And then there's a brief pause. And then just out of nowhere, our guy Nasir jumps in and just says he's as confused as a goat on AstroTurf. And I liked like, how they did just that. Like that. Yeah. All idols are active. Yep. That was uh, that was a nice editing trick. That I mean, I I was not expecting that to happen. Um, yeah, they've definitely done some really dumb flashbacks this season. To like, I think it was JD. They flashed back to like two minutes before when he was at the ship wheel to a decision there. Yeah, and and this this was how you do a, a good flashback. This was great. Yeah, uh, and I I love that. He was just the one to to jump in and do it because like we wait, where's this guy been for the last four episodes? Like we thought we were gonna get some great times out of him, but yeah, um, I, I I liked how they did it. I like that it was him that found it. Uh, I like that they went back and showed us like how he found it. That was kind of one of those David versus Goliath things, yeah. Where uh, yep, you go back and after the fact show the finding of the idol. So. Um, yeah, I that was also one of the highlights of the episode for me. The one thing that I don't like, and it didn't make do have, have any bad negative negative effect this week. Um, but all of a sudden there are three idols in the game. Imagine an episode 
where three people find like a regular idol, people yeah. will be up in arms over over that happening in one episode. And that's effectively what just happened. Yeah. Or you could have like one person finding three idols, like in uh, the Heroes versus Hustlers versus whatever's <laughs> finale that Ben did. True. Which was also not fun. Yeah. But- so I, I enjoyed the first, even still, you know, four and a half weeks of no idols being in the game. It's kind of just like pure votes. And now there's just three idols. And Xander's extra vote is now activated. I don't know if anyone else, anyone else has an extra vote. But now all of a sudden, when there was nothing, now there's everything with actually yeah. more to come later on this episode that I'm going to enjoy the ride now, but I feel like there's going to be a, and not a three level advantage, get in type deal, but something along those lines where it's just going to be so many things happening and survivors are going to love it. Cause it's a great TV moment, but from a game play moment, it's going to be super frustrating, but yeah, yeah this is all too soon uh, upon my rewatch. I'm, I'm on, oh, I just finished season 34 Game Changers with my girlfriend. And uh, Suri is top two for both of us for just favorite people to watch on the show. And uh, the the advantage getting is real. It's, this is like, and even if these all get used before final six, there's going to be more stuff too. Like they're, they're not done adding this in. Yeah. And I mean, also there's 13 people. There's only 12 people left after this week. I mean, three episodes or three idols. And then only until the final six, like there's not a lot of time left to use idols. There's a, yeah, there's a good chance that something is going to blow up and it's going to make me rage against the show. Well, even what I'm saying though, is like, let's say, Oh yeah, you know, and and more like yeah, like additional final idols eight. or additional. Yeah, nonsense. let's say some crazy tribal happens at final eight, and three idols are played, and an extra vote is plus played. with the person who's immune. Yeah, with, for, from from the immunity challenge. Yep, and you get some insane, insane tribal with eight to nine people left. The next episode comes back. There's a new idol in play. There's two advantages, and like. We just have to do it all over again with less people. Like I could definitely see that happening too. The the one thing that I go back to that I'm kind of hanging on to is they can't really do the beware idol again, like ever, especially not in this season. Cause like if Shan plays her idol, they can't like restart the process if the other two idols are still active and unused. So then do they rehide like a regular idol? Did the, are those three the only idols in the game? That's what I would hope. That that I, I it's not going to be that way. I can't believe it would be. But my preferred outcome is that those three idols, they're in the game, they get played, and that's it. Yeah. But I just, I can't see that happening. Not with the way they've gone all in on contrived twists and advantages and whatnot. I don't know what they'll do. Maybe they'll just do a, a traditional idol like after the merge. Maybe. I I was thinking there's definitely going to be a merge idol. So that gives you four. And 
every time that's played, you would think another, I, I don't know if another one would go into play, yeah, but why, so, why do you say, uh, why do you say this is the only season potentially that they could ever do the beware? Well, I mean, I, I guess at least in the way they, if in doing it the same way, they can't do like the, the phrase thing again, I guess they could do it next season because no one would have seen it yet. Oh yeah. 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 But if you okay. have someone talking about butterflies and goats and whatever else they come up with, after season 43 and on if you if you're talking about the garden and the bees and their pollen everyone's gonna gonna hone it oh jared's got something watch out for him let's vote him out right now or whatever it might be that they can't do it in the same way necessarily yeah okay i at least not with the crazy phrases but yeah i could see i could see something similar yeah with like Maybe you say something not quite as ridiculous, or maybe you have to like make some kind of like motion. Yeah, you've got with... to like do something, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would not mind if it's a one and done or two and done because it, it very well could be in season 42 as well. Um then for the for the challenge, then um Yasa wins, and they also win a massive giant tarp, followed by Luvu, who just wins a smaller tarp. And one one small thing, we don't spend a lot of time on it. The dramatic music at challenges has got to stop. <laughs> because as soon as Xander pulled back that slingshot, the music changed drastically. He's like, okay, Yasa wins. And then he nailed the the last the last target. Yeah. I I mean, to me, it's almost more entertaining than anything where it's like is me not knowing who win this who wins this challenge for five more seconds really adding to my enjoyment of the show? It's like, I mean, that's fine. I I'm not big on challenges myself, but like they they do give it away, but really, like you're gonna see who wins in a matter of seconds anyway. And if that's yeah. how they want to do it, whatever. I, I guess I don't like it when it's when tribes are so close. If someone if someone's like a bl- blowing them out and they want to change it, that's whatever because you're yeah okay. anyway. But when when two or even three tribes or or people of this individual challenge are so close together, that it just deflates the moment. At least for me, I've heard some people complain as well. I know a lot of people don't care at all or don't notice, um, but it does kind of deflate the moment a little bit for me. Again, minor nitpick um, in a season where you could throw a lot more larger nitpicks. Um, their way but again something something to note um so speak saying you're not big on challenges do you prefer a reward challenge and an immunity challenge or an immunity challenge and shipwheel island can we just combine the reward and immunity and then show the camp dynamics more (laughs) I, I mean, I, would rather I suppose that. if you want I mean, to weasel your way out of answering the question, I, I would, I guess knowing the show and that they're going to do something else, would you prefer to have two challenges or a challenge and, and, and the journey they send people on? Well, I've, I've also been a vocal critic of <laughs> the five minutes of showing people just walking up a hill, but I would say if I have to choose between the two, 
I would take one challenge and then watching people strategize as they spend five of my TV minutes walking up a hill. I would take the challenges mostly because there's such diminishing returns on the ship Island at this point. Or are there in terms, in terms of like, one was pretty big in terms of um, entertainment. Yeah. So like they, in terms of how you get to that point, you get two people, they meet, they talk, they reveal information. One says, I need my vote. I'm going to protect it. Take the thing. That keeps happening. It's, it's, it's a waste of time. You might as well just give that person whatever they're going to get. Uh, so in this, in this case, though, it's Shan and, and Liana. And they, they bond right away. Um, so that could be something very powerful if they ever, ever come together. Um, but Shan did say something I thought was a little interesting. She tells Liana that if she's not there, she said day 12 specifically. I'm assuming there's a guessing that's the merge. Um, but basically, if she's not, if she, Shan, isn't there when they merge, that Ricard can't be trusted because he would have, he's her number one ally and would have turned on her. It makes sense. But if then all three of them are there, if Liana wanted to turn on Shan for some reason, she's got this in her back pocket to go to Ricard with. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a kind of gutsy play, but I think Shan is on the fence about Ricard as is, and I think if Liana went up to him and told him about this conversation, then conversation, then Shan would just flip and work with Liana. But well, then Liana would have betrayed her, and it, yeah, it's. I don't know. I guess I didn't think about how complicated just sharing that information was. Um, it seemed like, I don't know. It seemed like they were getting along so well that like, that wasn't even something she was worried about. Yeah. Again, I, I have a feeling it's going to be inconsequential, but maybe just one of those many things to just file away for down the road. If something were to, were to come up um, then I don't know how much you buy into the whole winner's edit of the show. Um, but Shan has been getting what you would call the winner's edit. And this next moment is maybe the winner's edit moment to end all winner's edit moments. And it's becoming so obvious now that I, I wonder if she just if she can't win. So they're talking about how sure, Shan, they, Shan and Leanne, are talking about how Shan would have have loved to show her mom this view mentions that she had passed away. I think just a couple of years prior and she and Lana started crying. They're bonding even stronger. Shan tells us in a confessional how, um, you know, when she, she was going down a dark path, um, f- fell in with a gang then led her to, you know, be, just be invited to church by a friend, which then turned her life around, helped her become a pastor where she is now. And they're giving her such a positive edit that she's that she's got to lose, right? Like, it's too obvious. Yeah, I can't think of anyone else who is getting the same treatment as her. Like, Evie early on was getting a lot of time, like, as the primary strategist. Um, but, yeah, we haven't even seen enough of Lubu to 
have a clue of I mean, that, what's that's going the, on over there. That's the other side of it is that um, you has been losing so much that, of course, and Shan's a great storyteller. She's the dynamic personality. They're going to show her confessionals and what she's saying. And that we've seen so much of the game directly from her perspective, but it's still all such a glowing edit for her right now. My my one thought, because I want her to win, so I would love to see her her win, obviously, um, is that maybe in, in Survivor's return season, especially if they're trying to bring in new fans, they want to highlight the winner early, get people excited about her, show, show us what a great person she is, great player she is. So when she wins, it's a satisfying ending. Possibly. Yeah. I'm trying to talk myself into it. I realize that I think it's too good to be true. But I think there is that spin you could put on it where they maybe for this particular season, they may not care about making it obvious. Yeah, I I haven't thought about it that much. I I've been tricked by edits before, so I'm kind of ignoring the yeah, edit. I mean, you can only and, put so much stock into it, of course. Yeah. Um so maybe maybe that's a that's something I should change about how I watch because I don't think I do, you need to change it. Well, no, I do think it's interesting though. Um, just in, yeah, how certain people are portrayed differently. And, uh, you know, cause one of the main talking points was that Aubrey was kind of getting the, the winner's edit on Korong. And then it was such a shocking finale that like, we're still talking about to this day. And so that's like one route you can go, but um, yeah, I mean, this, this does seem like they're setting it up for Shanda at least be like final four. Oh, she, she's going far in the game. I think, that's yeah. a, I think that is as much guaranteed. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if I was paying more attention to the edit, it would create more shocking moments like the Aubrey thing for me, but um, I don't know. It's, it's not one of the things that I really like focus on, uh, I, I would just really like, honestly, to see more people focused on right now. But it was nice because I don't think they've done like the flashbacks like in a little bit um, on this flashbacks, season. That, meaning like like into their, their real lives. Yeah. yeah, I think that was probably pretty much done after the first. I think everyone got something. Unless I'm forgetting somebody. Um, we haven't Ab- seen Ab- Abraham didn't. Um but I, I didn't like keep track, so I could have missed somebody. But I there's like a lot we haven't seen for flashbacks. Even like, just like a little snippet. Have we seen anything on Heather? Who's Heather? Have we seen anything <laughs> on Erica? I guess on. Gosh, we've seen so little of Luvu. Like again, I wasn't keeping track, but maybe there are more than I was realizing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't remember seeing anything from even Deshaun at home. Like, there's, yeah, it's just weird. Um, like Evie, have we seen anything from Evie at home? Um, you're making me look quite the fool now, aren't you? I, I, like I just it. don't. It's like. These and and Evie's like a main player on the show, and we still haven't seen anything from there. So it's like, yeah, they did it for a couple episodes, and then 
anyway, my point is that this, this one with Shan was like kind of like double powerful in that we haven't seen one of these in a while. And it was like one of the best ones they've done. Yeah. Yeah. It was super emotional moving moment. That's for sure. Um, I wonder if, and maybe then we just didn't realize it. If they only did those for like the early boots to give us more of a connection to them, knowing that certain, these other people make it farther so we can see them more. Yeah. Cause I, th- cause I think people would most likely assume that everyone's going to get something. So when they show some of these people, it's like, okay, well, they're just going through the, you know, up and you know down the line of, of contestants. But now I hope we don't get any more because it would just stick out. It's like, okay, well, Emmy's going home tonight. If they're episode eight showing a flashback to her home life right now. Yeah. But they did it with Shan though. And we thought it was the winner's edit for Shan. Did I do they do they actually do a, a flashback? I mean, did I just completely space on that? On uh, Shan, was, I thought it was just her telling. Maybe I was taking notes and I missed it. But well, maybe I mean I don't know if they showed footage, but like they showed pictures of like her with her mom and okay, like I must I must have looked down just right. Yeah, there. they and it. like a little bit of her like speaking in church, but yeah, oh yeah, I, just like a just like a quick shot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, okay. But yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, I mean, I think she's long for the game. It's a matter of if she takes it all the way or not. But a lot of game left still to play, even with only 13, soon to be 12 people left. And then this is the moment, Jared. This is, I had a feeling, but I didn't want to jump to conclusions. Oh, it was, after the episode was over, it was the clear, clear uh, option. Um, so Shan and Leanna, they're talking. Shan says, She's at tribal. She, there's only three of them. She's got to vote. She's going to protect it. Leanna should take, you know, risk it. So she gets whatever the advantage is. So she, she uh, Leanna goes to tree mill the next day and she gets the knowledge is power advantage. And she gets to ask any one player, one of two questions, one time. And what I learned later that it has to be at tribal council is not just like a, which makes it marginally better. But if I hate it a hundred percent, now I hate it. like five percent The two questions are, do you have an idol or do you have an advantage? The player cannot lie. And if the answer is yes, they must give it to Leanna. If the answer is no, that's it. This is going to give you the stage here. This is so dumb. It's it has the potential. I mean, on the surface, it's one of the worst advantages that the show's ever done. And I hate being results oriented, but I'm going to go that route just for a second. Depending on how it's utilized and how it plays out, it could could end up being being the worst. One, the name is wrong. Knowledge is not power. It's like knowledge is power. Now here's some actual power for you. Um, and you can't lie. I mean, this is Survivor. It's it's a game built online and deception and navigating those tough social situations. And now they're just saying this core thing that you're doing every single day that the game has been built on, you can't do it. it there's no, There's nothing that that player can do to guard against it. 
if you know an idol is coming, if you know an idol nullifier is out there, knows extra votes, you can at least attempt to work around it. Here, there's nothing you can do. You don't even know about it. So I, I can't say I'm, Leanna knows I have an idol. Jared, hold on to this. When she asks me about it, I say, no, it's the truth. And you give back to me. It's just, it's a blind side, basically. It's, I don't know. It's, it's just so, there's so much wrong with it. Especially in this season, when you basically have players announcing, hey, I've got an idol. And with, with that information being so widespread, people are going to know where the idols are one way or another. They're, you're going to know who to ask. And, and when people go to, to the island, you know there's a damn good chance they're coming back with something. So you can, even if you don't know for sure, you can make very good educated guesses on who has something. I don't know. It's, it's just beyond dumb. I hate it. I hate it so much. Thankfully, it didn't do anything this week. But on top of the three idols that are now in play, the extra votes, the continued assumed ship real island, I'm not looking forward to what's to come. You know, we'll no. see. We'll see. But eventually, whether it's next week or two weeks, three weeks, at some point, I think we're going to have probably the weakest, worst, dumbest episode of the season. Yeah, likely. Um, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to process like what the producers were going for here. Like, did they, did they underestimate how many people would be clued in to the beware idols or like the, the whole phrase thing. And uh, like, did they underestimate how obvious it would be who has the idols before they put this advantage into the game? Or like, did they want to put this advantage into the game because it would be obvious who would have the idols? And like my, my thing now is that I, I felt bad for Xander because obviously like, they've kind of been setting him up since the beginning. And now like, even though he's put all this work into staying and like the reason why he's a target is because he has all these things. Yep. And now like you can just go take them from him and he can't do anything about it. Um, But the other thing is that like, you also know who has them on the other tribes so like let's say that like you decide to take it from or you decide not to take it from Xander and just work with him for the first merge vote and mm-hmm. like he uh like he gets blindsided and gets voted off still like when you were trying to work with him well now you just can go to one of the other two people that you know have an idol and they are going to be even like less <laughs> suspecting than he would be. And it's just like, there, there's literally nothing they can do. Like if she goes and just one, one episode randomly asks Nasir at tribal council, if he has an idol, like, okay. 
it's, I mean, especially with Xander, if you think about what he's gone through. So he went to ship the first time where he got extra vote because people liked him and trusted him. He got that because as like a compliment to his game, having, he found the beware idol. He weathered the storm through no votes through saying that goofy dumbass phrase. And then he's rewarded with an idol. And then Leanna can just come in and just take it. And there's nothing he can do about it. Yep. All the, all that work put in. And I get that's part of the game. You can put in all this work for absolutely nothing, but, but then for someone to literally rip it from you, it's not just your alliance betrays you after weeks of putting in the, the social work or you play an idol for someone else. And then they vote you out because they saw it coming, whatever it might be. This is on a different level. This is, this is not you getting outplayed. It's you getting outproduced by production. I know. And, and the poor guy too, he had to carry all those water buckets. No, that was his choice. It was his choice, but still, but still <laughs> we're on team Xander right now. Yes, we are. Um, I don't know. It's, there's just so much like the, there's just so much wrong with it. And I, it seems like going back to one of your earlier questions of did survivor production see this coming in this way? I think, yes, I think, I think they wanted the idols to be out of the open. They wanted whoever found or received this knowledge power advantage to know where some things were because they think it's going to make a great TV moment. I still think Jeff likes the Surrey moment because it was a big moment and people still talk about it, but they talk about it because it sucked, not because <laughs> it was good. And, uh, but they're focusing on the discussion and the reaction to it. It gets people, it gets the show in the, you know, cultural zeitgeist, if you will. And they're going for the big TV moment at the expense of the game. This was the biggest problem with season six of Australian survivor. They throw in all these stupid advantages to get the big blow up moment that they can then highlight in the next time on survivor previews, but it, it completely comes at the expense of the game mechanics, the, the players themselves. It's hopefully I'm ultimately overreacting. I don't think I am. And I stand by everything I've said, but hopefully it'll end up being a, a nothing burger and next week when they do whatever swap thing they do we'll get to that that xander and liana are separated and liana can ask somebody else and she's wrong and then it's just nothing that's that's the best thing that can happen i think for me yeah it'd be hard for her not to know the other two though at this point like and i don't I, think she would use it if she wasn't certain of it but a guy can dream yeah um I think best case scenario, when you introduce this advantage, like it's the kind of thing where there's very few idols in the game and it's near impossible to know who has them. So like maybe, but, but then like other people would have to know that the knowledge is power advantage exists to make it really interesting where you could be telling someone yeah, I think this person has the idol knowing that they don't have the idol and just trying to get the person with the advantage to waste their advantage. Like there's there's a few ways that I think it could work, but like it would right take now, some really innovative 
scheming and maneuvering to make it happen. Yeah, it's just set up to be a disaster right now. I think, again, it would take some extensive legwork, but when they do whatever this swap is, if someone's trying to gain favor with Liana, in a but not legitimately, like they could say, I'm just spitballing, um, say like Deshaun could tell Liana that Danny has an idol to try to gain favor with her. Like, like if she shows him the paper to try to get in with them, then he says, oh, yeah, Danny's got an idol. Ask him if we go to tribal. And then she uses it and he doesn't have one. Um, but again, it takes so many pieces to, to fall in line. The other thing, there's zero risk to, to Liana in this. Yeah, <laughs> I if know. The, if the answer is no, it's just, okay, you just know something for sure. There's no, you lose your vote. There's no. If nothing. you like, yeah, if you blow this one, I would just, honestly, it seems extreme, but it would at least make it exciting and like a high risk, high reward play. Like, and, and again, we can probably debate if survivors should go this far, but I think, I think a fair trade-off would be if you ask someone if they have an idol and they end up not having it, you go home. Like <laughs> that's, Oh my, like that would be, uh, or, or like you can't win you can't participate in immunity challenges for the rest of the season or so like just some like really extreme thing where like, should I even use this would be the mindset. I like where you're, where you're going with that. I think that's way too far personally. I don't know if you're like, you know it's out in the open. Three people have these. I, I think it's fair to have it come back on you hard. Um, like maybe you what they could have done is given it to you like at the merge and said and say, like, if you're wrong, you have two votes against you at tribal, or or you lose your vote for two tribals, or yeah. you can't com- or you can't compete in the next immunity challenge or the next two. Have something happen. But if, if it's the if you're wrong, you go home. That's I don't think, true. I don't think anybody's using that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's gotta it's gotta be a a big enough benefit to want to use it and a big enough risk to consider not. If I saw that, I get an idol or I'm I go home. I mean, the only time I would use that is if in like final five or final six, and I'm going home that night anyway without an idol then you might as well just do it. Yep. But I, I, I like, I like the mindset, but I, I, I would say, but there's, there's gotta be something. I mean, this entire season is built on, you get this at the risk of this. And this one's just like, you get this or nothing happens. It just counter is completely counterintuitive that everything they've set up to this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll say the, the going home is, I'll agree <laughs> too much. I, I would actually stand by, not being able to participate in immunity challenges just because like you're still there and there's still ways to stay in the game. But um, another thing I just thought about is 
you all you need you just need people to know that this advantage is in the game because then it at least gives so let's say nasir okay he's got his idol and liana knows that he's got it what if he just gives it to heather for a tribal council and she's like nasir do you have an immunity idol and he's like sorry i don't have it right now like that is that would add a, at least a layer of strategy onto it and and some protection and and what if someone has multiple advantages <laughs> the, the way the way this only the is, one you ask about oh yeah i guess it's just do you have an advantage do you get yeah do you get both do you get know. both do they get to pick do you get to you know pick a hand because the way rocks, the season the way the season rocks. is going people could easily end up with two three god forbid four advantages yeah yeah um i'll i'll make a point just as long as we're on the topic of like is the game going too far? And yes. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> the, my, my point is that like, if I were to go on the show right now, um, there, there has never been less incentive to go out and seek idols and advantages for yourself. Like it rewards the players who don't have anything where like, you're just neutral. Like you're, you're not a target. You're just staying away. Like even if you find an advantage now, it can cost you your vote. So like, why would I even go look for one? So a lot, like I would just go on and not do anything and just kind of be along for the ride. And like, I don't know if that's the kind of gameplay that they really want to encourage, but People should catch on if they're smart, but I think if you if you go on the show, there's people that are just going to go there to play hard and you know get caught up in it. But yeah, I, I think it's it's going the wrong way in what they're trying to <laughs> like. Yeah, I, I just don't think I don't think if I were to go on the show, I would be playing very hard, and that's a problem. Yeah, I I think that's a really good point, and. I think with the two season cycles, I think we'll won't see any correction until 43. If there, if there is to be any correction, but probes and production love big game players. That's no secret. And it's no coincidence that the big players are the ones now finding these idols and whatnot, but you're right. You're, you're de-incentivizing that type of gameplay if playing big gets you into trouble people. Yeah. I don't know. It's we'll see what they do in 42. If they have other ideas they were tinkering with, or if it's kind of a carbon copy, more or less of the structure of the game. And then, then we'll see how they adjust in 43. I mean, probes has listened before he got rid of the edge of extinction, even though he still doesn't see why it was so terrible, which I just, he's got some tunnel vision at points. That's for sure. Um, we just got to get Mike White in his ear. Have you heard how much influence Mike White <laughs> has on? No. So like, so so you know, he and Probes are like friends, right? I didn't know they were friends. No, and I'm, so I'm more familiar with Mike White as Ned Schneebly, Ned Schneebly from from School of Rock, but I also love Mike White, Survivor player. Yes. Um, Probes calls him about something in the in the pre production of 41, and 
Mike basically just said, like, it's fine, but is it fun? And so Jeff just scrapped the entire year because it wasn't fun enough. And so we got to get Mike White to get Jeff on the horn and just tell him how, how many of these ideas are terrible. Yeah, maybe like Mike White on a few too many glasses of wine. Exactly. Exactly. Mike, Mike White drinking his wine, calling people idiots is like, yeah. peak, is like peak survivor. Yep. All right. Well, I think we've gone on that tangent a little Oh, probably just about right, actually. Um, but we still have a they pre-tribal and tribal to get to. Um, so pre-tribal, Shan is off at Decision Island, which just leaves Ricard and Jeannie to discuss the vote. And I thought this was a lot of fun because obviously when there's just two of you, the only thing you can discuss is voting Shan out, whether or not you mean it. And both of these people in a prime opportunity to work together to vote out a huge threat if they wanted to, they both are faking wanting to work with one another to vote out Shan when in reality, they both want to work with Shan. The social yeah. control she has is incredible. She's not even there to, to do anything and they're still completely loyal to her. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're like working to protect her while she's gone both at the same time. It's it's incredible what she's doing socially. I, I can't get enough. Um, but the big moment of the pre-tribal is Shan comes back. And now that she has her vote back, she asks Ricard to give her the extra vote back to her. And he resists thinking that if he gives it back to her, she's got no incentive to keep him around. He'll give it back to her the next day when they're both still here. What did you think about all this? Should Shan have even asked him for it? When he said no, should she have kept pushing like she did? Should she have just left it? What are your thoughts there? Uh, well, we we were wondering about like how he got it at first. Like, was he the one that pitched the idea of taking it, or yeah? So from she... what we saw, Shan offered it to him, but it easily could have been more of a mutual or even Ricard suggested yeah. idea. If I were her and I just straight up offered it to him, I would have a hard time asking for it back. Um, like if he was the one who's like, hey, like, can I just hold on to this for a little bit? Like, you put yourself in that position, dude. Like you, you brought this thing onto yourself that has now complicated your own game. And if I were him, I would just give it back if I was the one that suggested it. Like if I if I was the one who was responsible for either giving it or asking for it, I would I would not think anyone owed it to me to give it back. I don't know if that makes sense. Well, that that's fair. That's fair. And I think the other thing is we're Shan says like she did the legwork to get the advantage, which then resulted in JD being voted out. So I think Ricard's fear is a little valid. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I don't like Ricard. I just don't like him. Um, I, and I think like one of the things that I saw towards the end of this episode, as we were leading into tribal was he is now, insecure about his game he knows that shan is like really ahead of him and controlling it and he is saying like at tribal council only with three people there 
like you're not pitching this to the jury. You're not like, this is just for yourself. But he's saying like, I come up with all these great schemes and then Shan makes them happen. And it's like, dude, like, why don't you just do it then? Like he's trying to claim credit for her great plays when he could just be doing that. But like, it's, it's just frustrating. Like he's, he, I guess it's, it's a strategy to try and get people to believe that you are running things, but like the only two people that are left from your tribe are you and Shan. And obviously she's not going to be like pitching your winner case at final tribal. Right. It was, I think his points are valid that I do think they have a very close working strategic relationship where they both probably pitch ideas and they kind of workshop them together. But then, yeah, she does kind of go out in front and like you said, make them happen. But yeah, it it was an odd comment to make in the moment when it could have come off as, giving her incentive to vote him at that point. Yeah. But what I, what I often feel at tribals is that in moments like this, they're probably more set than we know. Like I would bet Shan and Ricard going into that tribal felt fairly confident. They were voting together to get Jeannie out and that they know they're going to have to say things to make Jeannie feel comfortable. And it's more of an acting job than the show lets on. Um, but ag- again, we'll see how they react coming back to camp next week. Um, but I, I think it was more more show. May- I think he does feel that way. He's had a few confessionals and other comments like that. But I think in that particular moment, it was maybe more show. But I think he maybe let his true feelings slip through a little bit more than he should have. Yeah, I I don't know. I think that he's just going to be he's starting to seem a little bit out of touch with what's going on if he thinks that he is the main player on the tribe right now. Well, I I do think um I think he's a very smart strategic player. Like I don't I think he's he's shown that, but he's I think getting down to the smaller numbers closer to the merge he is starting maybe looking at little he's looking ahead maybe a little too soon that if say the jury were to start now that the perception of shan is going to be more favorable from a gameplay standpoint than him um but that because that then that also begs the question between shan and ricard did they make the right choice in voting genie out should should one of them have targeted the other at this point i think for sure. Yeah. Um, because you, they've, they've shown there's some cracks there in Shan saying, if I get voted out, Ricard can't be trusted. Like there's the conflict about, do I get my like advantage back? Um, and they're, they both seem kind of skeptical of each other. And the point about Jeannie is that like, you know, she's going to be loyal. Like 
there's not much strategically going on there. So she is exactly who you want to work with. And I know like you're getting rid of someone you've worked with very closely, but what good does it do you to keep them if you're just going to be worried the whole time about them stabbing you in the back? I, I agree. I, I think it Shan should have kept Jeannie and voted Ricard out. The, the one argument or one of the stronger arguments, I should say, in the favor of this move is that any strong player come merge or swap or anything is probably going to recognize Jeannie as a free win at the end. And so people will work to take Jeannie with them, which means they need to take Shan out. Whereas if, if it's Shan and Ricard, she can more easily position him as a threat if she needed, needed to. It'd be an easier vote from her standpoint to turn on Ricard than to turn on Jeannie because people will probably have more incentive to vote Ricard out. But with Jeannie, it's an extra vote, basically. It's a guaranteed two votes at any tribal going forward if you're together. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, the shield word, I guess, could be used to describe Ricard, not in the traditional sense of like just big, strong challenge threat, but. But Wiley someone, and conniving. Yeah. And someone you can hide scheming. behind. Yeah. And, and I do think that they're probably closer than we've maybe seen. I think Shannon just so close with everyone she meets within like two minutes that it's hard from a 40 minute episode to, to, to glean who she maybe is closer to that. I think she's just so good in that area that her relationship with Ricard is different than hers with Jeannie, but they're both like equally strong when it's directed towards her that I feel like she and Ricard probably are very close and that they were kind of together from day one that might be harder for her to turn. Cause I think even on the JD vote, she, she was getting a little emotional cause she felt so close to him. Um, and that maybe could be your downfall too. If she feels too emotionally attached to somebody, can she vote them out? Yeah. More, more situations to present themselves later on like that. I'm sure. Um, yeah. Ricard, Leanna, uh, we have seen some pretty strong connections forming early. Yeah. And uh, that that's one of the better aspects too, that they've given us. And then that leads us right into the preview for next week. Did you watch the next time on? Uh, I think I did. It looks like there's going to be some swapping or merging going on. Yep. So, so probes does the, you are leading them to say merge and he goes, eh, not quite. And it, the way it's, edited again it could be just a regular tribe swap but it, it makes it seem like whatever they're doing has never been done before on the show now you, you had posited a couple weeks ago that maybe luvu stays luvu and the other two become a tribe at a six against them oh you this think, was chris this is that, that was chris yep oh thought that was you. yeah no the uh yeah that Luvu. was just last week yeah, Luvu stays at six and the other two, yeah, merge. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that was him. Darn, I don't want to give him give him the credit. But I guess, um, anyway, do, do you think that's going to happen? Or what do you what do you think the, the swap twist is going to be? I would, if they're not going to merge, I would like that to be what happens. 
but now that it's not three and three, it's a little less appealing to me. So um, I guess I don't know. I have one thing that just occurred to me like a couple minutes ago as you were leading into this. What if they like don't merge this season? Like, how would that work? What if they merge at like seven? Or just some like crazy, I I could, I don't know. I've been, I've been conditioned to be very concerned about all the new twists to the game. And, you know, you know, Matt, sometimes people just don't like change at first and uh, they have to get used to it. Hey, Jeff. <laughs> just, it's a possibility. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm, I'm 4% worried about it right now. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what it could be. I've heard people throw out they do four tribes of three, which would be terrible. Um, Split it into three tribes of four. I mean, it wouldn't be anything we've never seen before. The the Lubu stays Lubu and the other two merge, or yes, merge, for lack of a better word, would be brand new. I don't like that idea, though. Then it's like you said, it's a four and two. It's not an even three three. And it's like, hey, here's this tribe that's won everything. Let's keep them together and put the two losing tribes together. See if that works out. Seems a little illogical from that sense. Um, I've heard a few people throw out that maybe they they all start like living together, but they're still three separate tribes. Yeah, they have done that before. Uh one world did that and i think uh the forgettable thailand might the, the fake the too. fake merge yeah but and uh, there's always the possibility that the the clip of i think it was a contestant that said nothing like this has ever happened before that could be completely unrelated to the tribe split up it could be yeah. it could be a twist or how a challenge works it could be anything at all in the game, not necessarily related to that. Um, I had thought they were just do like a regular swap this coming week, um, but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. And we will be here to break down how great or dumb it is. I hope it's great. I'm not feeling great about it being great, but only time will tell. Um, any Any final thoughts either on... The season this week or next week or you opinion, no. opinioned out for for today yeah i think i've said about all i can say for the day i'm just per usual gonna be on the edge of my seat for all the wrong reasons <laughs> and uh hoping that they don't completely blow up everything we know about the show all right and with that we'll leave you uh we thank you guys for sticking with us as we got this one out a little later this week hopefully we'll be back to our regular schedule next week for Thursday morning. Um, but of course, like, like we did this week, we'll let you know if that does change, but I think we'll be back on track at least for the foreseeable future. And if you want to make sure you get these episodes as they post, make sure you're subscribed talking llama, on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, anywhere you listen, we're there, uh, subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends, tell, bring in new fans to the show. That's what the season's all about is, is a new era, new fans as well. And you can be sure to follow us on Twitter at Llama Talk Pod and on Instagram at Talk Llama Pod. 
For Jared Sundin, this is Matt Hambidge, and we'll see you next time for another Scoop of the Christmas.